Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 30th of August. A COVID outbreak in a number of prisons across New South Wales is now a key area of concern for authorities as the state recorded its worst day yet of the pandemic. Yesterday, there were 1,218 new cases across New South Wales with the health system stretched because of the increasing number of COVID patients. 813 people are currently in hospital, 126 in intensive care and 54 of those on ventilators. And New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian is warning the worst is yet to come. Given the case numbers are where they are, I suspect in October we'll probably have the highest number that we do in intensive care. I suspect we've not reached the peak yet there at all. But how hard we work now will make sure we keep people out of hospital and that's really important. There were also six deaths recorded across New South Wales yesterday, two men in their 80s, three men in their 70s and a woman in her 80s. Senior ICU nurse Michelle Rosentreter has told the project Delta is taking a devastating toll on so many families. But we, what we do know about Delta, what we do know about the COVID-19 virus is that it's a killer. It's emotionally very hard to tell a patient that you're going to wake him up in a couple of days and in the matter of a couple of weeks you're um, at the end stage with them and you're Skyping with their family. Meantime, investigations are continuing after a COVID testing facility was destroyed in Sydney's west. The facility in St Mary's was found engulfed in flames with anti-COVID messages sprayed across the area. To Victoria now and Premier Daniel Andrews has extended the state's lockdown after recording 92 new COVID cases yesterday. Victorian COVID Commander Jerome Weimer saying many of the state's active cases are children. We have 300 people under the age of 20 in our 773 active cases. So 171 people under the age of 10 and 131 in their teens between 10 and 19. To Queensland, where more than 100 protesters have taken to the streets on the New South Wales border, calling for an end to lockdown restrictions. Queensland Acting Chief Superintendent Rhys Wildman says three people have been arrested and one has been charged. One of those arrests actually involved uh, the assault on one of our police officers, uh, a serious assault. So an offender, a 39-year-old male, has actually been charged with uh, serious assault and also obstruct police. The other two individuals who were also arrested uh, are having further action taken against them in relation to breaches of the Chief Health Officer's directions and other matters. Meantime, Queensland yesterday recorded a new vaccine milestone with 50% of the adult population now receiving one jab. And support for the coalition has taken another hit as the fallout continues over COVID. The latest news poll shows the primary vote for the federal government has fallen three points to 36%, but Scott Morrison remains the preferred Prime Minister. Overseas now and in other news this morning, US forces have launched a drone strike in Afghanistan overnight, targeting a vehicle reportedly packed with explosives heading to Kabul airport. It's the second strike carried out by the US after a deadly terror attack on Thursday that killed 13 US personnel and many more civilians. The Taliban has condemned the latest drone strike, saying the US has violated Afghanistan's sovereignty. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and prisons across the state are on high alert after a number of inmates and staff tested positive to COVID. Sydney's Park Lee Prison has gone into lockdown after 12 inmates contracted COVID. And as Siobhan Caulfield reports, a number of facilities have been affected, including a correctional centre in the Upper Hunter and also one in Bathurst. That's right, Tash. An investigation's underway into how the inmates at Parkley Prison caught the virus as none of them were fresh arrivals into custody. It comes with an internal memo being sent out at Cessnock Jail with revelations a number of inmates had mixed with some of the Parkley prisoners. There's also been positive cases at Silverwater Prison in Sydney's West. Six staff at Bathurst Correctional Centre in the state's west have also been diagnosed with the virus since Thursday. However, that outbreak is not linked to the one at Parkley. To South Australia now, and a number of new exposure sites have been listed after two COVID-positive truck drivers travelled through the state not once, but twice. Dozens of people have been named as contacts, but authorities are calling for people to come forward as many did not check in correctly with QR codes. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has the details from Adelaide. Yeah, that's right, Tash. This is a situation where a lack of QR code check-ins really is holding authorities back from getting a thorough picture of exactly who may have been exposed to covid Eight new Tier 1 exposure sites have been named. They include the Nundru Roadhouse on the eastern approach to the Nullarbor Plain. The seven others are in the towns of Sejuna in SA's far west and Port Augusta. Almost 40 people, along with their households, identified as contacts, including 10 workers at mainly service stations. Now, nine are firefighters. SA Health says finding others is proving tricky because very few people actually checked in at the exposure sites, which include a Port Augusta service station. The risk, the virus has got out is very real. Here's Chief Health Officer Nicholas Spurrier. Quite honestly, there could have been somebody who's a close contact. This is already down in Adelaide, may have even gone to the football this weekend. But we don't have any way of knowing that um, because if somebody hasn't checked in, it is very difficult to find that information. Now, all the affected locations are up on the SA Health website. Anyone who's been to the sites, but perhaps at different times, is being told to monitor for symptoms. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. An interesting warning from the Federal Treasurer encouraging businesses to pressure their state and territory leaders to reopen the economy as fast as possible. That's right. Treasurer Josh Frodenberg thinks 2022 will be a boom year for the economy. And he says business and industry leaders have to bounce state premiers to stop them playing politics to help open up the economy. Writing in the Australian newspaper, he said many businesses are just holding on. And it comes as premiers like WA's Mark McGowan have cast doubts on how quickly he will reopen his state, which has virtually no cases of the coronavirus. And also talking about COVID and the ongoing vaccination rate, Peter, the Morrison government has finalised its medical indemnity, which is set to ramp up the vaccine drive. That's right. This means if a business helps the country by insisting workers get vaccinated or they even provide a jabbing service to their employees and someone is medically negatively affected, the government will provide compensation. Businesses could escalate the vaccination rate and help reopen the economy ASAP. And talking about the government, Peter, the government has a new online tool to help you work out if your super fund is good or very bad. 
That's right. It's a creation of the tax office in APRA, and it allows you to check out your super fund and compare it to the best of breed super funds. And it links you to a super fund website so you can drop one and join another. If you're interested, go to ATO website, click on super, then information, and select your super comparison. Great tips. Thank you, Peter. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the AFL has already released the finals fixture for this weekend with two sudden death semis on the cards. Yes, good morning, Tash. Can't wait for both of these. We had some great action to kick off the finals across the weekend in Adelaide and Tasmania. The Cats are on the rebound after that disappointing loss to the Power. They face the Giants on Friday night at Optus Stadium. The winner will face the the Demons uh, in a prelim also in Perth. The Lions will host the Bulldogs in front of a packed home crowd at the Gabba on Saturday. That time slot is yet to be locked in. Now, Dogs coach Luke Beveridge is hoping that it will be an afternoon game. So we fly in Friday and then obviously playing Saturday, you'd like to think maybe that that game is earlier than a night game, otherwise we'll be in the hotel the whole day, which, you know, look, you, you deal with it, but um, ideally you're not. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, coming from the cold and wet of uh, Launceston yesterday, where they beat the Bombers, up to the warmth of uh, Queensland, if they have to spend all their time in the hotel, that will play a factor. The power await the victor of that game in a prelim at the Adelaide Oval. Now, Toby Green is off to the tribunal yet again. This time, the stakes couldn't be higher as the Giants star was sent directly Directly for making contact with umpire Matt Stevick, but AFL great Wayne Carey says there was nothing intentional about the incident. I'm not sure there was much contact, if any contact at all, and I thought the way Matt Stevick handled it and then the way they came together, I'm not a body language expert, but reading that situation, I thought it was handled really well by both and there was no aggression. Now, the match review officer disagrees. Uh, he could have been handed a fine, but because it was deemed intentional, he is off to the tribunal. We'll wait to find out uh, what happens there if Toby Green uh, gets to play against the Cats this weekend. And, Brett, the race for spots in the top eight is still wide open, heading into the final round. Yes, now, remarkably, top spot and the minor premiership is up for grabs. Penrith's still in the hunt, but coach Ivan Clear insists that's not his priority heading into round 25. Uh, the Storm's shock loss to the Eels opened the door for the Panthers to take advantage, and they did so with a 30-16 to 16 win over the Tigers yesterday. That keeps them within a touch of top spot, but Cleary has hinted he may rest some stars to freshen them up before the finals. We'll do what, what's best for, for us to get ready for the first week. So, yeah, it's, it's not... We won't make selections based on trying to get the minor premiership. So the Storm face the Sharks on Friday night. Now, the Sharks are in the hunt for eighth spot. They're in the box seat for that, but if they lose, it opens the door for the Raiders and Titans. Manly, Parramatta and the Roosters are fighting for fourth spot, Tash. And Brett, so much happening at the moment. Of course, the Paralympics in Tokyo. And how is Australia looking after five days of competition? Well, we're up to eighth on the medal tally. We have eight golds, 15 silver, 13 bronze in the collection. The eighth gold won yesterday. Madison Di Rosario finally breaking through to win gold in the 800 metres. Now, she'd won three silver medals, but it was a convincing victory. Took the lead at the halfway mark and just powered on through. So, great result for Madison after so many years of getting silver, which, by the way, is no mean feat. Uh, she gets, gets the gold. So, yeah, we move up to eighth on the medal tally in Tokyo with heaps more competition to come. Well done. So many great efforts from the Aussies there at the Games. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. 
And an Afghan woman has delivered a healthy baby girl while on an evacuation flight to the UK. 26-year-old Saman Nouri was on a flight fleeing Afghanistan when she went into labour while 30,000 feet in the air. With no doctor on board, it was up to the cabin crew to help the woman deliver the baby, with both the newborn and mother said to be doing very well. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.